0: What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, to debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, uh, the man,
1: the myth, the Mark Francis. What is up? Buddy, how you doing, friend? I'm doing good. Good. You know, I, gotta, I gotta get my Sermon Spotlight hat on right do now. Do it. You've had a lot of different hats. I've had a lot. Um, wasn't planning on being here today until just looking at schedules, and it made sense that we swap. And yeah. so, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad. excited because it's been a busy whirlwind couple weeks. Yeah. Kid graduation. Congrats to Pierce. Yep. Yeah, going to colleges to do orientation. So mm. excited. He's running state track meets, you know, so there's all kinds of stuff. So oh, yeah. sorry for boring you people with my own personal life right <laughs> so here. So
0: you'll be yeah. an empty nester. Basically. In, that's in August, basically. Yeah. Wow. People that's say. the word on the street. That's the word on the yeah. street.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just good. makes me feel old. It's the season. Yeah. yeah. It's all yeah. generations represented here. Yes. yes you feel, Maybe, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember you went, came here, you weren't much older than I w- Pearson. Exactly. How old were you when He's you younger came
1: Younger than there? you right
2: now. You were 24. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah.
1: wild.
0: That's crazy. You've heard him already. He's back with us, Mark Carey. Mark, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing... Uh, well, until that conversation, i doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm All curious. All of a sudden, the aches and
2: pains just kicked in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for being here, boys. Uh, let's jump into a Sunday in review, talk a little bit about what FBC unpacked this weekend, and we'll talk about the summer as well. So, Francis,
1: I'll come your way first. Yeah. I mean, it's for me it's really neat to continually progressively unpack scripture mm-hmm. verse by verse and and here we are with a, a couple different paragraphs as you share with them mark um paragraphs that might glaze over and you might just say sure. oh yeah people split we get they it on their ways mm-hmm. we get it but if i could just i mean remind us of second Timothy three uh, it, mm-hmm. it just is really helpful to set not the tone for the content of the message, but just the fact of what we do every single week. And all Mm -hmm. scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to what we do every single week, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, And and we can also suggest that, not I'm going to add to this, but that this is a revelation of God. Mm-hmm. Scripture is God revealing Himself to us, so we can mm-hmm. see God through a passage of how there's potentially conflict or potentially splits or just a story of a couple guys going off to do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to do missionary work. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just glaze right over this. But Acts is cool mm-hmm. because it really is God on display. It's the triumph of the gospel, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate Mark how you are able to weave in uh, relevancy to us today. And I saw a little bit of the behind the scenes of how we we kind of helped give you some ideas of let's talk about the commissionings of three different groups going, mm-hmm. you know, this coming summer. Let's talk about Mike Lukens um, and his sabbatical and how that was woven in to the relevancy of this passage in this text. But then how it applies to us today, mm-hmm. man, I, I came way inspired and encouraged that, yeah, it's neat to see and be a part of God's work. Here we are 2,000 years later from when this happened, and God's on display. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, let me, let yeah. me mix it up and
0: ask you a question. You you said at the very beginning that you've appreciated the, the slow unpacking of Scripture or the regular you know revisit to Acts, mm. and then you just shared at the end there like to see the, how, how he's planning the sermon and in the worship planning meetings and then how we're talking about Lucans and everything else the church is doing. Yeah. Have you sat under... Preaching or teaching before that's been topical or totally different over the weeks, or have you visited churches that have done that? And oh, yeah. from a congregation and a worship planning standpoint, how is expositional teaching so impactful?
1: Yeah, it, I've definitely sat under both. You know, yeah. where you have let's just let's talk about a certain topic. You know, sure. let's talk about uh, loneliness. or let's talk about mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit. Or let's talk about you know, and you you have mm-hmm. a certain theme, but it doesn't unpack Scripture in my mind adequately at least the teaching that i've been under sure um and this is a way that you can progressively see the big story unfold Mm -hmm. so we're hearing about the triumph of the gospel Mm -hmm. but yet every single week there is new content that we can learn and glean so this week we're learning you're bringing up teams and how it's neat to be a part of a team right Mm -hmm. um you can see that the commissioning of guys going off and being sent that's relevant to us today, of mm-hmm. teams being sent um, here from FBC. And so if you look at Acts and the storyline of the big picture of, of seeing what is God teaching us today, and mm-hmm. how is he revealing himself, verse by verse, you can see that come sure. through. Whereas normally, if you're just in a topic, uh, you're you're not going to see God's full perspective, you mm-hmm. know, for the counsel of God on full display. You're, you're going to be very niche-oriented.
2: And then the teaching can go wrong also I was gonna say you can you can easily hobby horse so you can then cherry-pick the verses that support your mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. And, and and I suppose you can still do that exegetically uh, expositionally teaching but um, it keeps you more honest mm. because you got to stay in context you you've got to mm-hmm. you, you you're just not as prone to uh, proof text things. Well, it's so easy. Build your own it, it's build right. your own theology. It's so
0: easy to use God's word for your sermon or, or for whatever you have to provide. We'll we'll get a little bit, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But, Mark, I guess question for you then in that too. You, you took some time to plan out Acts and you really put a cadence to it and talked with Tim and I about preaching through it. And what what is it about wrapping up with Acts 15, jumping into Acts 16? How how do you make sure? Okay, this. At first glance, this mm-hmm. is just kind of a, okay, but there's a, there's a lot there. You got five very good applications out of this. What was it like to plan through and say, okay, this this is a section worth spending a weekend on, and is that f- free flowing? Do you adjust it as you go, or what was the the mm-hmm. preparation like behind
2: this this weekend? Well, it, it's hard to adjust it as I go because I, that would you told us that, that, that would not <laughs> be fair to you. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, Caleb, the passage you're preparing for, ah, yeah. it'll be the other sure. one. So you know, I've I've had to kind of maintain that Mm -hmm. i mean you look at the structure you you, in one it in one sense and the major sense is you look at how a um a book is structured Mm -hmm. how uh the various pericopes and things fall in place Mm -hmm. luke gives us um progress reports that seem to bring a section to a close and start another section sure and um so it just seemed in developing this one, um, the the Jerusalem Council is over, right? Um, the they're sent out with that letter, so that ended verse thirty-five of chapter fifteen. Verse thirty-six began after some days. Th- th- so there's a kind of a new thought, a break, and I went yeah. to uh, into the first five verses of chapter sixteen because verse five is a progress report. So it kind of wrapped mm-hmm. up that section. Um, and um the second missionary journey then really I think for all intents purposes begins at verse six. I'm so glad you ended there because <clears throat> and I'm also glad that you went back to those references of
1: where the church is being strengthened mm-hmm. and they're growing in numbers. And that is a consistent like mm-hmm. storyline. It's a consistent break that Luke is giving in his yeah. writing to say, look at what God's doing despite these things, yeah. despite mm-hmm. the humanness, despite the potential sin, despite the potential chaos of the
2: world, God is growing His church. Right. Like, pause. Look at this. Look, uh, Luke is no slouch of a writer. Right. I mean, the guy is a doctor. He's, he's got some brains. He, mm-hmm. he he's um, meticulous. Yep. He's yep. a uh, he's a good um, literary um, guy. He, he you know his Gospel and now this um, second volume of Acts. There is a methodical. And he said that in his introduction to the Gospel of Luke. You know, he's, he sought to methodically lay out um, mm-hmm. these things, and that's what he's doing. And so in addition to divine inspiration, which as he's writing this, it's divine inspiration of scripture, um, God used his skill and his personality and his um, eye for detail. I mean, you want a doc, doctor who, you know, has an eye for detail. And he he put all those things together to write this. So Mm -hmm. it just seemed in this passage, Mm -hmm. that would be a good place. Um, I I mean, I have second guessed like this coming week, that's a big passage from chapter 6, 16, verse 6 through uh, verse
1: 40.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I would, I think normally, um, well, not normally, but I, I could have easily broken this up into three pa- three mm-hmm. passages, because mm-hmm. it's going to deal with uh, Lydia, the religious person, and then the slave girl who's demonic, and then the j- jailer. So there's three mm-hmm. scenarios that are being put together. And you could do a sermon on every one of those. But, um, you know, go to do it, put it all together, and... and uh, see the big story. See the big see the story. Yeah. And then that way I won't mess up Caleb, who's coming in the first week of uh, July. It's so gracious of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Well, I mean, going back to the Second Timothy passage,
1: for me, it, just a quick story. So I was not <laughs> in the building during this past weekend, yes, traveling around, doing things with the family, but I was listening to the sermon um, mm-hmm. in the car ride home. And just beforehand, I was listening to what Erica was playing. And she's doing a grad study course, uh, Mm -hmm. my wife. And so she was listening and doing classes. It was about leadership, about leadership development. And in a 20-minute lecture, this one guy who was teaching was talking about conflict and how Mm -hmm. don't run from conflict. You know, don't be scared of conflict in the business world or in any kind of leadership component because it can bring forth positive things, you know, find Mm -hmm. the good out of the conflict. And then here we are, sermon, bam, hits us right away. <laughs> you know, and, and so yeah. there is, again, that's a typical kind of just secular principle to, mm-hmm, to think mm-hmm. through. But here is scripture yeah. pointing mm-hmm. us in that direction. Yeah. And again, all scripture is god breathed and can can be used for draining could say, And
2: all truth is God's truth. And
1: all truth mm-hmm. is God's truth. So like how how that was just kind of, it was just an interesting storyline of as I'm driving down the road, boy, I'm hitting... In, hitting hard in the face mm-hmm. here with potential conflict. Yeah. And, and not to run from it, but to know that God has a plan and to still walk by the Spirit mm-hmm. with that process, not to allow the flesh rear itself well, the it's, head when you've got conflict. It's in the biblical.
0: Face. Our struggles are biblical. Our conflict is biblical. There's, a, there's an immediate piece to that, I think. Okay. God's Word can, yeah. believe it or not, speak to this. And uh, the first application, Mark, co- while conflicts are inevitable, they don't have to be destructive. I remember going through the, the internship here at church years ago, and and John Morrison t- taught me about this principle of, um, in a marriage, learning how to fight well. I was like, what? I, I would have bet my money, all none of it that I had at that time, that he would say, don't fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, 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 no conflict. Avoid conflict. But uh, he was talking about the inevitability of this. And how we need to know, as spouses, or as certainly as Christians, how how do we engage in that well? How do we fight well so as to honor one another, honor whatever we're dealing with, so that it's in love and it it produces something right. that
2: God wants it to produce. Now there's an example, by the way, of if I would have just taken that first paragraph, mm-hmm. and and then then you can dig deeper on that. Would have had more time to do applicational stuff. That would have been a great. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's let's probe this more. How mm-hmm. do you you know take. So you take the different scenarios, family issues or work mm-hmm. environments, and then you you know you can spend five, ten minutes unpacking that. Right. Now, mm-hmm. again, we didn't do that. Right. But
0: um And for good reason we didn't. A, we get to do it here, and B, it, it allows the, the community group context, for example, to be one yeah. where that can I mean you reference that
2: the yeah. community groups. Yeah. You know, yeah. Can yeah. Pick a, your side. Paul yeah. or <laughs> And ideally, everybody should take the word and not and not walk away and saying, okay that's it great now I got to go to work tomorrow or whatever mm-hmm. okay Lord what is this what do you want me to gain from this because mm-hmm. you know the speaker only had whatever so many minutes to unpack this but what what is it that you want me to learn mm-hmm. I, I I sometimes think we should maybe we should do this but after every sermon at the close of every worship we should just take three four minutes and go before the Lord in a quiet way everybody goes before the Lord before you walk out of here mm-hmm. let's take three minutes. And say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you want me to hear? Mm-hmm. Because we have that closing song, closing prayer, mm-hmm. boom. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, hopefully, we're doing that. Uh, right, right. But you know, I don't know if we always do. Mm-hmm. And we're on to getting where we're going to go do have lunch before and before and after. Right, right. Before the, before sir, before before the gathering, I'm here. Speak yeah. to me. I'm going to. I'm going to trust that you're going to say something to me from your. Inerrant, powerful, inspired word mm-hmm. to make me adequate and equipped for every good deed. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, what did you want me to hear? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Th- that was a good well, and example, that's
0: a, and that, that's a heart posture too. Of well, why are we coming in the first place? What what is this general assembly, this corporate gathering for? And and how can we make sure we're not sitting there going, okay, okay uh, it's it's a lacaretta reservation at twelve fifteen. <laughs> I got I got my family. You know, it's very easy to do that and think that way. Yeah. And, and looking back, it can be, oh my goodness, I was checking the box for months. That, that is very possible Yeah, in our spiritual well, I, walk. You
2: take the second one, that we're all in process, and we mm-hmm. all need a Barnabas mm-hmm. and a Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ready, the third one, and we all need a Timothy. I mean, who are we pouring into? Mm-hmm. Um, time to reflect on that and really say, who have been those people in my life? Mm-hmm. Who am I being that to? Um how do i need to be encouraged maybe there's some sit down that needs to take place between small group uh, person people in your small group and and um, you know who's the who's the barnabas more likely in this group who's the paul in this group and how can we you know this is what i need and and how have i not been a barnabas to you you know mm-hmm. spouses can talk about that or you know roommates that you, well, some of this is just driven by personality we got to mate us some people are going to be task-oriented. Mm-hmm. They're the Apostle Paul you know, type, task-oriented. We're going to take this hill, and um, no John Mark is going to get in the way of us taking that hill. I'm not going to put up with it. <laughs> and then there's the Barnabas. He said, that's, that's what we're here for. My son reminds me often a little phrase. They're not the enemy. They're the prize we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. you know we get mad at people we yeah oh, they're in my way or whatever or they're mm-hmm. they're sinful I you know I don't want anything to do with them no 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 that's the prize we're fighting for Mm-hmm. So so we, we the need the value
1: both. of the body of Christ working together. It is. For having all the parts to be it able to speak into, into people's lives, for discipleship,
0: for growth. Yes. Yeah. And to phrase it that way, we are all in process. It, it can be easy with expositional teaching to forget the what about us, and here's how all this can look in our context, which is great. But I remember years ago, Don told me, kind of helped Don Don me. Don Den Hartog. Don Den Hartog, um, teaching me how to preach and teach, and he basically said, uh don't, don't use the phrase you when we is also true.
2: Right. It Our application be
0: e- us. Us. Here's what we you. can do. Yeah. And, and, if, and that's that good. that's gonna be true most of the time, right. obviously. Right. But it's gonna be easy to, and, and Lord knows there are a lot out there that might do that. You know, you need to go do this, oh, you yeah. need to go do that. And that can be true yeah. and neat, but to hear, we are all in process. And you have done this from the pulpit. It said like, several weeks ago it stood out to me and somebody else said it to me it was cool to hear Mark say, um, there, are, there are things about me I don't want you to know. You had said something along those lines. And when we can get just that glimpse of, wait a second, that's right. We are all in this together. Mm-hmm. We are the body of Christ coming mm-hmm. together. And that worship team, that speaker, and that's another reason I just love being able to preach here, is you are a part of a service. Right. It is not your time. It's here's what we're doing as the right. body of Christ on 3217 Middle Road this weekend and here's how you can be a
2: part of that. And if you can see that interconnectedness then mm-hmm. that we are vitally linked to one another as opposed to mm-hmm. you know just well that's the way they are, you know, they'll never mm-hmm. change or we sweep things on the carpet or we roll our eyes and walk the other way. No, mm-hmm. we we are vitally connected mm-hmm. to one another. That's mm-hmm. the way the body life is designed. Mm-hmm. And um
0: And for new people, that's huge to see. I know for a fact, over the last couple weeks, a lot of new people have found this podcast or have started listening to it. And if they can attend it, it's a big church. It can be overwhelming. But to see the names and faces, to see how interconnected everybody is, not just in the service, but in the lobby after, before and after, during the service, Mm -hmm. it does start to
2: really feel like a family. And it's like, okay, make the church feel small. So let me ask you, Mm -hmm. um, do you remember a time in your Walk in your Christian experience where someone gave you instruction or or took you aside like a Paul and said some hard things to you mm-hmm. that you were, didn't want to hear or maybe weren't ready to hear? Mm-hmm. That, that, has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, you don't have to yeah. Just yeah. spill the beans. Yeah. If not, I was going to model it right now and tell yeah. you. Things I do. <laughs> He's like, because here, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So you is- yeah, yeah Turn the well, camera I mean, off.
1: It starts with my dad. I mean, he yeah. still does, and I still mm-hmm. don't like it. You know? And so there's, <laughs> yeah. there's some times where like, I, I rear up my ugly head yeah. when I'm listening and responding. So I'm like, that's okay, great. I
2: gotta, I gotta and sit praise back God and you, Your dad's still around. Yeah. Your dad is still around. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, mine's gone. He's in heaven. And so I, 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 you know, I don't have that, but that's, yeah. that's, that's and great.
1: Even early on here, back we we're, were talking, my 20 plus years of being here, there was times where, yeah, I would come in and have, sit down with a couple of staff members and talk about things that were going on. and whether what I might have said or done or displayed and yeah, it it happens Mm -hmm. and it's helpful. Um, not fun, right. But you go through it and you look back, you're like, okay, here's where God was working and
0: yeah Our, we have a, a pastor down at FBC Shenandoah, Dennis McNutt, He was the youth pastor here. I worked under him. for years he would do that with me. Uh, certain certain moments like I remember a few specific ones. and the first time it happened, I was kind of like, oh you know you almost feel bad, there's guilt, there's shame. And then I realized the heart of love that man has for me when he's telling me these things mm-hmm. was very good and it, it was along the lines of hey, here, here's a perception. You know, it, it, a if you're on leadership, perception is reality at times, so that's worth taking to the bank. But here's what I'm noticing, and that's worth you being aware of. Pray mm-hmm. through that. It wasn't about fix it. It was about I've noticed this, and you deserve to hear it. I had a, a buddy in Keystone. This was probably over a year ago now. He took me aside, and he said, "Hey, here are here are some things I'm hearing, and some things I've noticed." And it wasn't anything major, anything gravely concerning or heretical, but it was it was a it was a it was a slowdown. And you deserve to know this is being wondered or, or thought about. And it meant a lot because it's kind of like, whoa, buddy, we're yeah. here to have fun. This is young adult ministry. What are you bringing me aside for? Yeah. But his heart of love and
2: genuinely he wanted me to know, yeah. and that qualified me to lead. So I've got vivid memories of when I was in high school in the, our youth group and and where I was taken aside and, um, and reprimanded uh, f- for some of the things. I said that mm-hmm. were uh, meant to be funny, but they they weren't. They, they mm-hmm. you know it was totally inappropriate, mm-hmm. and very gently the, the 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 pastor he was a young guy in his twenties, and you know it, it, he did it, and it was a discipleship moment. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. never forget it. In college, same thing. Some older men that spoken to my life, and for forty six years I've had a wife mm-hmm. who has a keen understanding of. God's heart on a lot of things, and I think that just other staff. I've I sat down in John Morrison's office many times, or Don Den Hartog, or whoever, and uh, that's part of real friendship mm-hmm. and, and collegiality, where where there's a willingness to speak into people's lives mm-hmm. like that. I don't like conflict. That was you mm-hmm. know I just and maybe most people don't. Um, but I think I've learned over the years that there is there can be great um, benefit sure. if you if you go to the Lord and just go ahead and take the and, and whether a person accepts it or hears it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be sharp disagreements, like Barnabas yeah. and mm-hmm. and Paul experienced, and, and the, just
0: the Lord uses it all. I'll share yes. this. I'll share this brief story. When I was in seventh grade at this church, my small group leader was Brian Carey, uh-huh. who's currently down at FBC Shenandoah. I'll remember this for the rest of my life. One night, I was uh, particularly rude and and not paying attention and making jokes in small group, um, and so he took me aside after, and he actually called my dad over, who was another small group leader, and he basically said everything that i did and talked about how disruptive i was uh, horrified guilty shame i knew i didn't want my dad to know that and he said caleb you need to know when to have the mic that's what he said and so my dad unpacked that i'm seventh grade yeah So my dad unpacked that message with me and what that meant he meant you were you were speaking while he was trying to teach you or making your friends laugh you were speaking into it and it, it stuck with me for a while in our youth group because i was mm-hmm. like i'm not supposed to get like in trouble like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the way to the weekend. Uh, no, but I always remember him saying, "You need to know when to have the mic." And hmm. the reason I wanted to share this story is because a year and a half ago, I had the chance to guest preach down mm-hmm. at FBC Shenandoah, and Brian Carey handed me the mic. <laughs> That's great to <laughs> preach
2: That's because great, he yeah. was
0: leading worship. Right, and in that moment, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. If you told seventh grade me <laughs> that he'd be handing me a microphone so I could talk about Jesus, hey, if you oh, told youth goodness. leader
1: Brian, R- right. Exactly, yeah. That, yeah. that screwball is going to be yeah. in the yeah.
0: pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was just so crazy. I was like, wow, God, that is, who would have thought?
2: Which impl- the, the other principle is implies w- w- there does need to be a teachability. And I went through sure. some proverbs about don't yeah. despise the instruction. Uh, fools mm-hmm. do that. But if you want to walk in the way of wisdom, you listen. You, you, you keep your mouth shut and your two ears open and you take it in, whether it was given in love mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always learn something. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We don't know what John Mark learned or in that experience. I mean, uh, or what Barnabas learned. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're, we're not told that. We we do know. First Corinthians nine six talks about Barnabas. Paul writes about Barnabas that he is worthy to be you know receive financial assistance. He's a worthy servant. And you mm-hmm. know the the Second Timothy four passage where bring Mark because he's useful to, for me to service. So mm-hmm. there was growth, there was development at somewhere. God uses all that into our life. The, the thing that we must not do is close our ears. Mm-hmm. It, God may be speaking through that person, whether they meant it for good or meant it Amen. for evil. And, and mm-hmm. you just, okay, Lord, ultimately, you've got to be my mm-hmm. instructor. And if it's the Holy Spirit um, prompting you to you know, maybe confess or... Mm-hmm repent over some issue woe am I if I don't listen and
1: the text doesn't get into like how Paul responded and no. acted. you know I mean there mm-hmm. could have been months and years of, of his growth of leading up to where he's mm-hmm. mentioning in the 2nd Timothy right. letter look yeah. at Mark there,
2: there's so, a, yeah. yeah there's a lot of lot of details that were left out uh, about this whole thing so but, can
1: I can I turn the page yeah. real quick because I I wanted to cover real quick before we wrap up this this fourth point Mm-hmm. Of effective evangelism, and you referenced the, the Corinthians passage of being all things to all men, and and mm-hmm. how and how that first five verses of chapter sixteen kind of spoke to that of of Timothy being Greek and Jew and 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 that perspective of the appearance. Yes, we're not under the law, but when it comes to evangelism, you know, there's gray areas of what that really looks like, especially in our culture today. You brought up. You know, do you reach out and chat with a homosexual neighbor, or or do you stay closed? Uh, do you you know do you go out of your way to go to the bars? Do you you know? So there there's a lot of mm-hmm. social cultural things that yeah. ultimately Christians have shied away from, yeah. and have also cast judgment on, right? And by the
2: way, your podcast of a couple of months ago, oh boy. on building bridges, yeah, you that got a lot of a uh, lot of hits uh-huh. on that. It, yeah, it's a topic that uh, is worth discussing and wrestling with. Yeah. And so I, I, I was mean, another, I, by the way, a whole sermon, but we, it was just a right, right. point yeah. number four in could the application. Could have been another but, sermon, yeah. but I just yeah. want to
1: bring it up and just bring up the potential questions that people could be wondering, like, well, what is permissible and mm-hmm. and how far do I push it to, to be all things to all men? And do I put a rainbow flag in my yard to, to show to my neighbor that I I, I love him. I, I mean, okay, don't don't shoot me. I'm just talking around right, 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 here. Right. And yeah. where, how do you, where do we go how with you be, these things? How to, do you be
0: in the world, not of the world? Uh-huh. How, how do you bear one another's burdens, which is biblical, but not walk among yeah. sinners, which is biblical, S- sit in the seat of scoffers?
2: How do right. we do both of these things? Te- teachers, uh, uh, Christian teachers in uh, secular schools are wondering, do I use, what pronouns do I use? I mean, mm-hmm. what do I, uh, you know, do I go to the wedding of uh, of a gay couple, mm-hmm. you know, and because I want you know, to, th- these are all mm-hmm. uh, issues, um, and and I do think it's it's not as um, black and white as it maybe had, may have been. There, there's so much in our culture mm-hmm. today that is now f- trying to call us to or force us to erase the lines that were so clear just a few years ago Mm -hmm. and we've got to i think number one rediscover where those lines are Mm -hmm. but it it is society today is ostracized christians because of
1: the judgment that in the past they have seen from christians that's Mm -hmm. right so how do we overcome that uh, that negativity that the world views christians as being of judgmental and hypocritical and all those things Mm -hmm. instead of loving for the sake of winning somebody for Christ and mm-hmm. showing them love, and so there's there's some work that we as a church can do, yeah. to to grow in that to where w- people will hear what we have to say.
2: I mentioned uh, this was a few months ago in a sermon, uh, a book I had read last fall. Much of it I didn't agree with, but one of the comments he made uh, was that we've raised, we've made, ev- we've made an idol out of evangelism. So that we're so careful and so overly cautious that we don't want to offend people, we actually then blur the lines. That was his point. I I, I fully agree with that. Um, I I still we cannot, and, and that was the point of the of the of the principle. Effective evangelism involves creative methods without compromising or corrupting the well, message. Said, yeah. So it, I, I think a couple of years, three years ago, when we had. Um, Christopher Yon here and Mm -hmm. his folks that did the, the, in the gender, going to someone, reading his book, going, talking and listening to people who might be down the road a little farther in some of these things is really well worth it. And there is some Mm -hmm. good resources out there Mm -hmm. to talk Mm -hmm. to, uh, because these, these are major questions and they're, they're good questions to ask and they need to be asked. I listened to uh, the uh, briefing podcast uh, last week with uh, Al Mohler, another one I heard where he was talking about this very topic Mm -hmm. of where you draw the line on some of this. But um, look, the goal of our instruction, Paul says to Timothy, is love. So we can't compromise the message um, of of what is true, of what is right, of what is wrong. But we, we, we can speak the truth, but always do it in love. So that I think God has so ordered things in such a way that our our posture of love, of care, of concern, if it's genuine come from the Spirit, that will outweigh. That will outweigh. That will speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will communicate. And um, so we have to check our attitude. And if we're saying something just out of, out of mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm just, you know, I want them to know that this is You know. It's not love.
1: And I grew up in a church that was very legalistic and where judgment was cast all the time. So I have that frame of mind that I was raised in. And so I'm constantly breaking down those barriers of mm-hmm. what it looks like to be legalistic and what it looks like to look at other people and see them doing what may appearance-wise be, oh, I would never do that. Yeah. And, and so I, a key principle that I keep teaching myself or God is teaching me is essentially don't just cast judgment without truly knowing. And it goes back to the conversation we had of having a, a Paul and a Barnabas in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're seeing somebody in a repetitive situation that is kind of giving off the appearance of sin, have the conversation and then mm-hmm. find out what's going on That's right. as mm-hmm. opposed to, okay, are they really being all things to all men to win somebody for Christ? And, and so there's, there's gray areas. And so I'm constantly yeah. wrestling with my past of yeah. where can I find grace and love? As opposed to just casting disbursement judgment on somebody yeah. else, because of an appearance, yeah,
2: because of what that might look like, mm. and part, some of it depends on the other party, the other person that we want to love, but we know they need to speak. We need to speak truth into. Uh, think of the story of Jesus and the woman caught in adultery, and everybody else is wanted to cast the stones, uh, and he lovingly engaged her, said, "You know, you without sin cast the first stone." where are those who condemn you? They all walked away. And he reached out to her, but he did say, now go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but that was a person who was totally under conviction, knew. We're dealing oftentimes in a culture today where there is a defiant, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 blatant in your face sinfulness, and it's celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just reading uh, this morning, in fact, in some Psalms, um, some of the imprecatory Psalms uh, of... Where where the psalmist is is crying out to the Lord to, you know, smash my enemies mm-hmm. in the mouth. I mean, it, to destroy them, because they're they're raising the high and holy hand uh, against, against you. Mm-hmm. And um, so so it takes it, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. there is a place mm-hmm. to be able to say, what you're doing, is absolutely violating, and you will stand before God and give an account. Mm-hmm. But I want to help you. I want to love you because what I want what's best for you. That's where real love comes in. Mm-hmm. It, it starts not with a relationship. You, You're not going to say that to someone no, no.
0: without knowing them. That's right. Which
2: is, if, evan- right.
0: if evangelism is a project, that there is no relationship. If, it, if it's a conversation, if it's life on life, if it's discerning, okay, Lord, this is a person that bears your son's image. This is a person who was born with sin and a God-sized hole in their heart. Where are you already working in their story? That way, I'm not coming to them with "Here's the answer." Lord knows I'm not going to save them. That's right. And how are How are you going to save them, Lord? And how might I be a vehicle for that? It's hard to teach somebody how to evangelize because you have to explain to a, a teen and youth. Perhaps here are some things you can do to evangelize. But the number one thing is get out of God's way. Yeah. Learn how to how to know His words
2: more than relying on your own. And and I think. You know, again, depending on the person, you may have someone who is very clearly being convicted, and they're like the we'll, we'll see next week the the Philippian jailer who said, "What must I do to be saved?" Uh, Boom. Uh, it may, that may be your first encounter. By George, we better be able to speak. Boom, and not worry about a relationship at that point. Right, right. But you'll have other people, and I think more and more, we have to be slow to dump truth. <laughs> Yeah. And very long in listening mm-hmm. and asking questions mm-hmm. to build that relationship, mm-hmm. because they're, 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 so much of the world is already stereotyped. Right. Oh, you're a oh, you go to that church. Yep. or you're a Christian. They already got, they, they have all sorts of things about mm-hmm. us that they're assuming. Mm-hmm. And if we do play the same to thing. that and do mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we need to come and just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me what you think on this. How did you come to that? Mm-hmm. Why are you in that lifestyle? What changed you? Mm-hmm. What? what I, I want to hear your story, and you begin. And it might be, would you be willing to meet, go out to for coffee next week? I'd like to hear more of your story. Yeah, it's that kind of thing yep. instead of dumping, mm-hmm. uh, hitting over the head with the with the scriptures right away. Mm-hmm. I'll reference the building bridges. That's right. Content that exactly. Just did exactly a few months ago. So, you know, creative methods. That's I think key, and we have to be wise of that even more so today than maybe we ever have been, but mm-hmm. we don't corrupt the message and yep. the, the Spirit will lead us on that. One mm-hmm. quick plug before I come
0: your way, Mark, is we, we mentioned Christopher Yuan, The Building Bridges. All these podcasts yes. are available and if, if you aren't subscribed to our YouTube page yet, I encourage you to do that because it's easy to sort through the specific podcasts we've done. You can scroll back and, and see the, the thumbnail for when we got to, we, we got you and I got to sit down in yep. here with Christopher Yuan and talk yep. about his book and all that other stuff years ago, but still accessible. Um, anyway, a lot of content out there, a lot of encouragement and stories. So with that, Mark, Mark, what do we want to point people towards this
1: summer before we Yeah, get out of here? I mean, Mark, you ended the sermon with kind of commissioning three different teams. So continue to pray for them. The, mm-hmm. the family camp that's happening out in North Dakota, people are already starting to travel out there. Um, mm-hmm. Over 40, over, almost over 50 people from FBC are going out there. Yeah, um, that's a so almost Over 150, 160 people will be at the camp. Um, So just pray for them, um, the Native American churches that we're partnering with and building relationships with to see how God can work through that week. Um, Then there's Vacation Bible School. So that's here. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you haven't registered your kids, register them, go to the website for that. That's the last week of June. Um, But pray, obviously, for God to work through Mm -hmm. the ministry into the kids' lives and into the parents' lives. We can build bridges with families around the community. Mm and yeah, then there's the trip to Zambia. Um, yeah. So thank you, update us on, on that. Yeah, title. coming
0: up middle of July, uh, fully funded. So thank you so much for all the prayer warriors and, and givers out there that are um, doing that. That team's very excited. 18 people headed there for... Training leaders uh, in Zambia for youth and, and partnering with Scott and Jim for a pastor's conference as well. So they're all excited and ready to go for that. They've been meeting since February mm-hmm. uh, to, to train and learn the Knowing God study and some of that other stuff. So And
1: then Avery's and Sant Myers. And, and, and yourself,
2: and, you and Eric, we're are heading to, to
1: Maine. Then. And so they asked us to bring Building Bridges content. Oh, Good. So okay. it's, they were just looking for just a, a weekend of a conference-like setting where we can equip them with the content that we nice. have instilled here at our church. So it's Sweet. it's a mission field up there. Oh yeah. Um, and that church you know, is small, but they're growing, and they they want to see God work mm-hmm. in their island of Vinyl Haven. So yeah, that's, that's pretty be a exciting trip
2: too. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: good. Mark, thank you for being here, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Other Mark. You're
0: the man. Okay. Yep. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place each and every week on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. Fact of the matter, everybody's at that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.